Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. So, Tim, I have to tell you, my mouth has been open the moment we walked into this place. Really? It is amazing. Very good. That's nice. I mean, nice. I've been here before, but I never realized how extensive it was. I've been on the outside, but never realized how extensive. It goes pretty deep. Hi, by the way. I'm Liz Wilder, and this is... Hi, Tim, Tim Larson. Larson. How are you? And this is Life's 3x5s, and today we are at Midway Village Museum in Rockford. It's Rockford's own history museum, and it's all about the history of Rockford, Illinois, mm-hmm. which, although I've been here a long time, I'm not a native, and I did not know half. I didn't even know three-fourths of yeah. all of this stuff. There's so many aspects of it. The way they've sort of categorized it sort of helps because... You've got a gigantic area that is manufacturing, and then you've got the area that we're in, which is called Many Faces, One Place, which is all about the immigrants coming to Rockford and starting furniture factories and hardware companies and dry goods and stuff like that. But then you've got the Rockford Peaches, and then you've got the The Sock sock Monkey. I mean, there's all different variations of it, and they really, really do a nice job. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. There you go. One more. Okay, normally I'm a three sneezer. I usually do two and then one. Those are those are pretty I think powerful it's though. We were all over the place, you know. It's a little dusty and because yeah. you know, hey, it's old stuff around here. It's really yeah. cool. Whew, that was a that was a tickle in my my nose. It's it's a really incredible place, yeah. and I'm so glad that your mouth was open the whole time because <laughs> that means they're doing a good job, and that means we chose a really nice location. I have to tell you, it is so intricate. It's just amazing in so many details, things that I had no idea. I mean, we're actually sitting in front, we're all set up in front of the Rockford train station and in front of the carts that have all of the uh, suitcases and things, too. Mm -hmm. And Tim, you said that you brought one over from your grandfather? Yeah, my grandfather came over from Sweden when he was nine years old. And, uh, you know, when the family... Over decades, they get to a point where they say, you know, I don't want to hang on to this anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't Mm -hmm. want to throw it away, but yet. And I have donated maybe six or seven items to the Midway Village and Museum Center. Laura Furman is the curator, and she will be very upfront. She goes, this is something we can't use, or holy cow, thank you very much. And on this cart with all this luggage, because that's what they used to do. When the train would come in, they'd roll the cart up, they'd put all the luggage on the cart, and then they'd roll the cart into the depot, and that's where you'd claim your your luggage. And we'll take a picture of this and and put it on the website, by the way. So that's why they've got this the way it is. And one of our pieces of, two of our pieces of luggage are in the pile. Which is so cool. Yeah. And and honestly, I'd have to go back through my records to see the other stuff, whether it be kitchen utensils or I I just can't remember what I donated. But boy, I could go to Laura across the hall Mm -hmm. and she could pull up my name and she could tell me exactly what I donated because they have it all documented over the years. They know exactly where things come from. I wonder, does it need to be 
like from Rockford? Does it need to be from Sweden, like where you you were from, yeah, or does I, it need to be something tied to Rockford? I don't know. Okay. I, you know, granted, if you take a spatula that's very old, you could depict that in any museum anywhere around mm-hmm. the nation. Mm-hmm. But if it really had a nice tie to Rockford, blatantly, then obviously that's more mm-hmm. important. But mm-hmm. you know, when I first came into this exhibit hall, which was a new addition to the museum. Mm, This room was relatively empty. The only part that was here was the train depot. That's Mm. it. And now I come in here today and they've got a furniture. It's like a little village. It is. It's like a little downtown village where you've got a furniture maker, casket makers, laundry, barbers. uh, Mexican buffet, Ingratia Cash Grocery. Yeah, they've got a regular house house with all kinds of recipes and china cabinets and just all kinds of stuff. So this, to me, was a jaw dropper because I yes. just had not seen it in a long time. And it was amazing. Yeah. And so speaking of this, actually, you know what? Because we're here at the Midway Village Museum, and I got to tell you, you know, they've got a new exhibit that's coming up too. Did you remember that Camp Grant Museum? Yes. And yes. that's so amazing. I have to back up and digress. I did not realize that the Rockford socks were used in World War One specifically made for the soldiers. Yes, that's Nelson Knitting. Nelson Knitting, yeah. yes, yes. And then as the socks sort of, I don't know, evolved. Evolved, right. You know, you've got tube socks in the 1970s. Yep. You know, you've got specific needs, you know, with hiking Skiing socks in winter. Socks, yeah, yep. exactly. But um, Crew socks. I think it was 1972, they said that uh, all of their socks were worn by the Miami Dolphins and whoever yes. they else played in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, lots of those it's things like just aren't, of that yeah, lots of those things just are not known until you stop, you take the time, and you read the description next to whatever's going on. It just blows me away. So... It really does. You know, the little grocery thing, you know, when you think about, I looked at one of the, uh, inside one of those suitcases that people brought, and they had a big thing of, what do you call that? It's like salami. It is. It's like like salami deer meat. It's like summer sausage. Summer sausage. Summer sausage, yeah. Yeah, because it stays longer. Yes, and in some of the pictures, there's, you know, women with bread in their baskets, and they had their picnic baskets and stuff, too, so... Mm I just found it fascinating. Anyway, so here's the toast for today because oh, we we're here. Oh, yep, we have okay. a toast today. Right. Got to get our thing going. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let us drink to bread. Bread? Bread. Okay. Or without bread, there would be no toast. Oh. <laughs> get it? <laughs> anyway, I just had it. It was a cute one. Boy, I can always count on you. <laughs> right? That's really cute. You know. But it's fun. But you think about it. You and know, I, what do you bring? And, and in some of these recipes, too, oh, you know, you were talking about the recipes that are in this in this house. Yeah. This house has, they, they built a house that looks like a house that they would have had growing up. And it's got three different rooms in it. One is a, a dining room where the table is set correctly. Uh, one is a kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's got recipes in that kitchen. And the other one is like the... Like a parlor. A parlor yeah, where a you would read room. stories. Yeah. yeah. And in that parlor was a china cabinet, which looks like my mother-in-law's, and it's absolutely stunning. The curved, the round round glass along mm-hmm. the edges, and in the very bottom is a huge Bible, an old Bible, which is probably, how high would you say that? Six, oh, eight inches? Yeah. Eight it's inches tall. ginormous. We had one of those. I we have one of those. My little sister Jennifer has it right now, and it's in a glass tabletop but why would you have something so huge i think of that well that's that's just the way they came because inside you've got all the family tree 
because oh, it writes yeah. everything in yeah. there dates born raised you know yeah it's uh, also baptized married all yes. of that is in there all that plus you've stuff. got the word of god in there yeah. i mean it's a huge bible but, but i'm just thinking cumbersome wise i think of bibles that gigantic being permanently at the altar of some church it probably was oh. or maybe you know they brought it with them when they came over maybe they were planning on starting a church because oh. you know there was nothing here no that's true and that's now true. we're all such a small everything's tiny 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 yeah now, that's true know. hey I, i've got a story that i don't want this show to go by without me telling you that okay. is related to museums do you go to a lot of museums you know, if I have the chance, I do, but I've not had the chance. Because I've, I've been I mean, to I the... Didn't, I suppose I shouldn't say that because this has been around forever and a day, and I could have taken the chance to go. when we went to New York City, we went to those museums. We went to D.C. Mm -hmm. We went to mm -hmm. as many Smithsonian's that were open. And, you know, when I go to a museum during the day, I would be more tired than if I did physical labor all day long. Right. Well, I can't remember the year. But it was when Night at the Museum movie came out. Do you yes, remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Uh, Wouldn't that have been fun God. to be there overnight well, somewhere? Well, they tried to reenact it oh. for parents and little kids at the Field Museum in Chicago. Oh, really? So we signed up for this thing. And we park in between Soldier Field and Field Museum. And here's all these people. There must have been 400 of us. Whoa. Oh, easily. And, of course, we've got our sleeping bags and our pillows, and we look like a line of refugees coming, <laughs> you know, because you've got Lake Michigan in the background, right. coming off the boat. It sort of looked that way. Wow. And they have all these Indian games, and they had all kinds of details and, and uh, activities for you. You could uh, hold and touch a cockroach. It was a hissing cockroach. And oh, my gosh. The hissing cockroach has little grabbers. You know, like Velcro? Pinchers, like pinchers? No, oh. not like that, on its feet. Oh. So you know, like uh, Velcro has the male and the female things to it? It's like that. And that's how they can virtually grab onto anything that they want to climb. Oh, wow. And the tarantula was very docile and very soft. And fuzzy. Fuzzy, yeah. but it was creepy that you just can't imagine. So you go through all this stuff. They feed you some snacks at dinner time. And you spend the night. It's night at the museum. How cool. So you pick a spot. And we were next to water buffaloes and giraffes. Mm. And it seemed like a pretty, you know, docile area. Lots of area for room and stuff like that. And everybody is spread out everywhere. Okay. So three in the morning, we hear this. Yeah. <laughs> And here's this four-year-old girl over in the dinosaur area. She sounded like a dinosaur, just puking her oh, guts out. No. Three in the morning. And this poor parent has got oh, throw up no. everywhere. And of course, it riles up everybody in the area. Oh, no. And so he just ended up packing her up, just literally rolling up the sleeping bag oh, and leaving. No. Oh, but, poor little thing. But, you know, you also roll over at 5 in the morning, and you're looking eye-to-eye -eye with a water buffalo. <laughs> that is not comfortable. And, of course, the kids, they sleep like rocks. And the parents are up going to the bathroom and everything else. And you're disoriented. Yeah. You sort of remember yeah. where the bathroom yeah. was. But, man, was that fun. Oh, oh, I'd love to do that. That was so much fun, and they put so much into it, and it, that that's a really good memory I have of um, of museums. It's like sleeping at the Rockcliffe Mansion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It would be absolutely like that. One of the most unique museums I've ever been to, I was visiting some friends in uh, Paducah, Kentucky, 
And I looked at him and I said, what, what do you guys do here after five o'clock? He goes, eh, you're not going to want to do it. You're just Uh-oh. not going to no, this is, you're just not going to want to do it. I go, come on, give me a, give me a test here. He goes, we have a quilt museum. I said, you mean like making quilts like for the bed type of quilts? And he goes, yeah. I go, I absolutely want to go. And it was phenomenal. And they have big competitions. And men had won the top prize of this quilt making for the last three or four years. They were making quilts? No, it's a museum. So it's these quilts hanging on the wall from all over the world. There was one that as you started off to the left of it, and you probably are standing, what, three, four feet, maybe five feet from them, and you move, you walk by it, it changes colors. Oh, Now, cool. this, is, this is material. Oh, it's like that incandescent type stuff. It's like oh, the lenticular pretty. stuff that they have. Yeah, and it was, it was very simple. It was a very simple design because their only point was watch how the color change. Don't pay attention to the design. Watch how the color changes. And, of course, you see people pacing back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> you know, when you don't know what the deal is. And you go, what is the problem What's with it? What's going on? Yeah, it's like a jaguar in a zoo cage. What is the problem with these people? And then you get up there and you realize that it's really sort of cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we also went to a spy museum maybe five, six blocks from the White House. Oh, that would be cool. See, now, I've never yeah. been to Washington, D.C., and I would love to go to Washington, D.C. That would have to be like a week-long trip, mm. you know, because there's so much to see. So much I to know. cover. If you purposely pace it out, which you should do with absolutely any museum, really, you shouldn't mm-hmm. just rush through it. Right, right. Uh, it's really, really fun uh, if, you, if you pace it out that way. Hey, by the way. Yes. You know, we joked yesterday when we did the Nicholas Conservatory podcast. So we did two in a row today. Yeah, huh, this we, week. Have been, about that? Uh, we have been busy in, in sub-zero temperatures, <laughs> no. I might add. No, uh, literally, <laughs> literally. It was minus 17 when we came here today. When I came, minus yeah. 17 yeah. with the real field temperature, like <laughs> yeah. minus 11. I mean, so, it was just unbelievable. So, so how many layers do you have on? Uh, Come on, make me proud. Three. Oh, Wow. That's pretty good. No, well, you you want to count yeah. my bra, that's no, four. No, turtleneck, okay. yes, turtleneck, and the t-shirt thing, and the sweatshirt. And this, and then my coat, so four. Very nice. Very, I'm and so And ask glad. me about my pants. Uh, I have three, two layers on my feet, and I have, I have... Um, Do you have long underwear on? Kind of. I have you? tights on. Oh, no, I have no, tights. That, yeah, that does it. And then my jeans, but I have socks over my tights because I found a hole in my toes. A hole in your toes? Of my, so- of my tights. <laughs> so oh, you're, so my big minute. toe is sticking out. Wait a minute. Those kind of tights. Yeah, tights where you put your, you know, yeah. the, your tights. Yeah. I don't know what else you call them. Well, I'm not a woman, so oh, I'm yeah, not that true. familiar. Not. So but, where you put your whole foot in, but unfortunately I had a hole in the toe. I should have some Rockford socks, some monkey socks. <laughs> you should. You know, I should have those socks. <laughs> By the way, I need your help. Yeah. And we'll get back to this original thing that I came back around okay, to. Okay. I had to buy new jeans yesterday. Oh, good for you. Okay. Because remember when I was getting that furniture and I put a nail into yeah, my thigh and yeah. I just can't stand. To, so those are my crappy jeans. So I bought new jeans. So I... Are you wearing them now? I am. Oh. So I can expect you to shoot me between the eyes on pretty much everything. I mean, it's just the way we are. We right. share everything. We tell everybody just what the deal... <laughs> we tell each other what the deal is. All right. I'm going to stand up and okay. I'm going to turn around. Let me see if your butt looks big. I, I want to know if I look like I'm carrying a load of diapers. <laughs> Or, or if I haven't got enough ass to justify uh, that the jeans. size? Yes. Okay. All right. Did you have to get the bigger and size or, or smaller size? Or smaller. same size? Well, good for you. Yeah. But I want you oh to be honest. God, I can't believe he's actually All letting right. me do so this. You see this? You 
See okay. that? Yeah, when you pulled it up. Well, this is like your belt's not anyway. tight enough. No, but am I filling oh, the jeans? Turn around, let me see. Well, you're like cockeyed. I mean, everybody's. Okay, yeah, every you're filling them. All right. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, okay. But you, you know what? You, but you jerked them up too tall, too high. All so right. I want, okay, so you've been sitting now, stand up again. All right, without touching Without them. touching them. All right. Look, why do you stand that way? What do you mean why do I stand that way? <laughs> you put your feet out like you look like you're going to go to the bathroom. Well, I feel like I'm being inspected. <laughs> this is, this is like you going. you imagine what those immigrants <laughs> felt like? You're being inspected. Now stand up and spread your legs. This, no, you know. This is, this is like going in for a prison visitation. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stand up. Okay. And I'll stand up. Just with walk where, over there with and then where, walk back. With, with wherever you want my feet to be. Okay. Just, All right. There you go. Oh, he's got a very good stance. His legs are long. He's walking you know and yes. You know why you're making me do this? This is no shit. You know why you're making me do this? One, because you think you can, which you did. I can't. But two, <laughs> that was like a pageant thing. I know. Did you not hear me talk? No, no you didn't hear me talk. I did. He'll, he'll hear this oh, afterwards. God, it makes me sweat. No, your pants look fine. All right, so your I don't want to take them back. No, you don't have to take them back. All right, back. very good. They're All good. right. So, so yesterday, <laughs> thank you. I really wish we had video on this one. Wow. Because that was kind of fun. That was a long way to get to <laughs> they're okay. But no, thank you anyway. They're it's good. entertaining. All right, so yesterday, I, I, I think it's my goal my sub goal mm -hmm. is to not walk away from a podcast show with homework oh dear and you lots give me of homework no 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 lots oh, of times okay. you give me homework yeah we did we did we gave each other homework yes so here we are at episode 13 and Whoa, I, it's lucky number 13 yeah. i did not know that why don't you keep count honey come on no come on uh, uh, click, all click, right. click 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 all right here we go another toast oh yeah i gotta think about how it goes though um I've got Maybe one. Maybe I wrote it. Oh, you got one too? Well, hang on a second. Here we go. Here we go. go All right, you ready? Yes. Lucky number 13. We, How we cool. We are getting so distracted from pretty much I everything. Know. All right, you ready? Okay, go for it. Here's to being happy wherever you are, uh -huh. but never being completely content with where you are. Ooh. Physically, emotionally, creativity-wise, be happy. Never be content. That's a deep one. Yeah, baby. Yeah, mine was pretty lame compared to that one. Yeah, mine was really lame. We are not putting up flashcards for toast. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. We're just not. All right. I know. So but that was good. I, that so was I good. have the answers to all the homework you've given me. Okay. You ready? And the homework was? No, no. I have the answers. Okay. Northern beans, 15, if you don't count the calendar, alfalfa. Oh, yes. Patch Adams. Oh, yes. You alone. Hmm. And cantankerous. Those, oh, those are the answers. This is a perfect one. Those are the answers to all the questions perfect in the last 12 episodes. You know, you are just really bad. I, I am. mean, you're I am. bad Thank in a naughty very, way. Thank you very much. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you, and you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Smart Alec. Okay. So, just because of that, I'm going to make you do this first. I'm going to make you do the first three by five card. All right. Do you want me to take one, a three by five card that was taken from the exhibit, or do you want one that was given to me? Oh, it's completely your choice. You need my name The left okay. one. Which one's the left one? Oh, left one. Okay. This was wow. from Suzette. Have, have some more wine, Liz. Uh, yeah. This was from <laughs> Suzette. With all of your travels, would you consider yourself a light packer or a heavy packer? Meaning lots of suitcases. That is very appropriate. I for know, what we're right? About. That's what I said. Because imagine if you're leaving a European country. Okay, so which ties into the one that I was going to tell you. Imagine it's 1900 and you are an immigrant. What would you pack in your suitcase? 
in your luggage. So see, they both tie together. They so do. Very nice. First of all, are you a light packer? Or are you a heavy packer? I'm a heavy packer. You're a heavy packer. I am. I, and I don't know why. I, you know, it's part of that anal retentive thing where you go, well, you know, what if uh, all you these things go to hell in a handbasket? I'm going to need an extra. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a fashion thing where I have to have a different shirt to go with every shorts for. I don't care about that. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it has to do with when we were camping in the Boy Scouts where you have to be prepared for the worst because the worst will happen. Snow and mud and skunks and everything else. (laughs) Really? Yeah, true. true. I don't know if that's the deal, but I continue to do that if I go to my dad's in Missouri. Oh, wow. Really? I I have this suitcase that no one can lift. It's it's embarrassing. I'm a guy. I don't have extra things. So if you are going for somewhere for like two days... You'd have how many suitcases? Oh, it's always one. Oh, oh it's always okay. one. But you know those soft cider that you can unzip it and it expands. Okay. Yeah, that. So it, you would never be able to go two days with just a carry-on. You'd have to check your your bag into the airport. Well, yeah, you're right. Oh my lord. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I mean, okay. if I was forced to, okay. I guess I would. Where are we going? I don't know. Just, okay. Okay. All well. Right. Okay. For instance, <laughs> I went to a convention for real estate investors. San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. Okay. And I was gone for, I, I left early Friday morning and I came back two days later. Now, that. did you have casual and fancy, fancy well, dinners Well, we were and supposed stuff? to have a cocktail party okay. on one night. Right. Um, so you have to have those We went out two clothes? different nights. Yeah, for, well, we had lunch and dinner made for us. We did some touring okay. of the property of properties that we were already investors in. And then we were in a convention center. You know, sitting there listening to what's going yeah. on. I guess it's, I don't know if you call that a convention center yeah, or a convention would. room, whatever. Yeah. So what do you pack? You know, and you're leaving freezing cold weather and you're oh, going into someplace hot. That's a good point. So, yeah. Yeah, because everybody, a lot of people are going to go vacation in, in a place where is is nothing like where they're leaving. Right. And right, not, right. not necessarily winter to summer, not necessarily, you know, Illinois to Florida, but it could be that you need backpacking equipment like my problem is i take a boatload of photography equipment see yeah i just took a backpack did you really and my purse but my purse was big so i had some of my little stuff in there and a backpack but i had in my backpack always you know my makeup my toothbrush and you know, I only had one pair of shoes. I only brought one pair of shoes. Oh, so you got so away with that. I got away with the shoes. In a, in a, in a <clears throat> uh, cocktail reception thing? Well, because my sh- I had slacks. Okay, women oh. are a little easier. We can do slacks in a beautiful Women are cloth. a little easier. Yeah, wow, I could debate that. Oh, stop. Shoes? You know we're I mean. talking about okay, shoes? So, yes, but these <laughs> shoes were, they were nice. I mean, you could wear them with black slacks like oh, I had and a beautiful could, top. You could get away with it. Or them. you get away with it, yeah. Right. Or wear them with jeans like I did. So this is a pre-planned yeah. thing. And did you no. do it because you can move freely uh, with getting on and getting off the airplane? Uh, yeah, okay. uh, that and right. it was easier than checking a bag and okay. going through all that rigmarole. I got you. you rigmarole. Know? Yeah. Wow. There's no way you could spell that. Yeah, wow. that's an easy one. I was, I was hoping. Okay. I was going to say, I'm just ready to spell it for you right now, but I'm going to let you figure it out. Okay. Spell Tim's homework. Tim's and homework. And actually, this is Tim's footnote voice. Oh, gosh. Liz, Liz actually thinks that I care how rigmarole is spelled. <laughs> and she actually thinks I will take this away as a homework. And oh, he might. her back the answer. She could not be more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Rigmarole. Oh, my God. Oh, funny, funny, funny. Hey, funny. I got to tell you something okay. that, uh, you know, we met Lana here. 
yes. when she showed us where to go. Uh, Lana and I did a project, and I just, I am so happy with the promotional products that we did for Midway View Museum because you have so many different ways to go. Right. And this was not for them. It was a self-promo for my company. Oh. And I am a long-time, since 11 years old, Cubs fan. All right. Wow. But you know, yes, in Major yes, League yes. Baseball, they get to a certain point, they have done the math, and they know the Cubs, or any other team for that matter, yep. does not have a chance. I ended up putting together these square tissue box covers. Oh. So you know when you buy the square tissue box that you put in your little holder at the like toilet? Your grandma made? Yeah, yeah, but it's <laughs> but it's but it's a glossy full color. Oh, so it's a real okay, okay. Yeah, so okay. it's intended for that. Okay. So we did one side with the old Cubs, you know, Billy Williams and Ernie Banks and Don Kessinger. We did one panel with the new Cubs, whatever that year was. We did one panel with the Rockford Peaches. Yes. We did a coupon at the bottom for coming and visiting the Midway Museum. So that was our trade-off to help them. Oh, okay. And we did the top where you pull out the tissue Okay. with Tom Hanks and that blonde Rockford Peaches baseball player that was standing outside the dugout just bawling yes. when they didn't want to take her kid and, and Tom goes there's no crying in baseball yep. and that's what we did I love that and here's how we used it when the sports people in Chicago did the calculations and we knew the Cubs didn't stand a chance I made a trip in the next two days with these square tissue things okay. to my clients and I walked in oh to Joe Blow's office. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I would toss him the tissue and walk away. That's it. Did, did it say there's no crying in baseball oh, yeah. on the top? It said all that. And our oh, logo, funny. we ended up doing our logo. So your so, logo was on one of the panels. Because so yeah. you only told me three panels. So I'm assuming your logo was on the other. And we made it look like it was in lights on the Chicago Cubs Wrigley Field oh, marquee. Oh, nice. So we altered the artwork to make it look like okay. it was in lights. Okay. And I did that to... Oh, geez, 40 clients over oh two days. Goodness. And all I would do is just walk in, toss it to them, and walk away. Oh, my god! And the phone calls that I got afterwards. So that was really fun that we did a, a partnership well, and that, with. The baseball, you've got to come in. You've got to come in and make this a must must see adventure and if you're homeschooling your kids please bring them here to the midway village because you will find a wealth of information about rockford illinois about um immigrants themselves in fact in this house that that's built in this little area that we are but you could go in and take the immigrant test mm. and see if you that. would pass yes to see if you could be a citizen yes yeah i mean i know some of those questions were hard yeah it was and, amazing. And then, of course, you step over to me, and I stick this metal thing in your yeah. eye to see if you're sick. Yes. And then I stick the same metal in thing. Something else in something else. Yeah. In the, no, not something else. Somebody, somebody else. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, and then something else happens, and yes. then something else happens. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. And that's yes. all why you're trying to be an immigrant. But anyway, I digress, because what I was trying to say was that Helen Waddell from the Rockford Peaches was there, and she is fabulous. She's an awesome person. So if you're coming in lady. here and taking your kids through this place, you've got to go to the Rockford Peaches and see her. Do you know my mother-in-law was asked to be a Rockford Peach? No, she I didn't was, know that. She was very athletic. Carol Engstrom was very athletic. Uh, golf was her thing. Really? I mean, she was top of the line. She won all the tournaments for women's golf. And, you know, like a lot of women that had opportunities, 
uh, they did not want them to travel. The husbands or the oh, family no. held them back from traveling, and that was the, the case. And Sandy so also— So did she try out? She and tried out enough where they knew they wanted her. Oh, Yes, okay. but then it stopped okay. there. Sandy had uh, a grandmother, gorgeous, gorgeous pictures we've seen, that was invited to go to Hollywood and star in Charlie Chaplin movies. Oh, my goodness. But again— the husband at the time says, "No, you're not traveling. Your place is at home. Yeah, you're not traveling. You're not traveling anywhere." And so she never, oh, she that's never. Too bad. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's one of those things. And you know, it was also in that time where, you know, some of the husbands were away to war. You true. know, so you oh, that's a, true. Yeah, you had a lot of dynamics that were going on. When we went to the back in the manufacturing area, do you remember when I showed you Estwing? Again, not being from Rockford, Illinois, and those of you that are not from Rockford, Illinois, either that are listening, there are some big names here that are unfamiliar to us but are familiar to Tim, such as Estwing Manufacturing. Woodward Governor. Woodward Governor. Am- what were, uh, Amrock Hardware. Amrock Hardware. What was the other one? There was a... Uh, Sunstrand. Okay. Uh, We've got the aerospace. John S. Barnes. John S. Barnes. Yeah, um, there's a lot. W.A. Whitney. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, there's a lot. And Nelson, Nelson Knitting, which gave mm-hmm. you the, yep. the sock, sock monkeys. But, I mean, they there's all these names. Barbara Coleman, all these names. But they're all represented in this manufacturing area. There's so many things that are so cool. So when Tim talks about uh, the S-Wing mm-hmm. hammers, I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, come here, Liz. Come here and look. Well, then you, you learn everything. Yeah. It, it, and they, they put it together so well. Well, S-Wing hammer makes chisels and hatchets and all kinds of other things, not just hammers. I was and hammers. Yeah. <laughs> and they have been, their, their uh, uh, tools have been on the moon. So they have. They have been. Yeah. I just saw the picture of that. That's really cool. Yeah. They've taken that. And, you know, when you know people in the manufacturing uh, on a local basis and you ask for favors, it's Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. what they turn around with. Estwing was a customer of mine for a long time. And I called up my contact and I said, hey, I'm just asking. The Boy Scout camps are in. Uh, need of 12 hammers, six hammers for each of the Boy Scout camps to sort of keep up with maintenance and stuff like that. Would you by any chance have any hand-me-downs or scraps or seconds <laughs> or whatever you guys call them? And she goes, oh, no, no. We oh. do not have anything. We melt that down. We do not have anything that is not perfect, that is not sellable. We get rid of it. We melt it back down really? and make, make more tools. So she says, we do not have uh, seconds or anything like that. She goes, how many do you need? I says, 12. She goes, okay. I didn't hear from her for three weeks. Oh, she probably forgot about it. Calls back. Oh. She goes, hey, by the way, did you want 12 hammers? Was that it? I says, yeah. She says, do you still have that big van of yours, that big cargo van? Oh. I said, yeah. All right. So I didn't hear from her for another three or four weeks. She's I'm probably going to give you more than hammers. <laughs> well, hammers and screw. What'd you say? What else did you say? Chisels and I didn't know. I didn't say any of that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but they make all those yeah. chisels and or, I mean, give you hatchets and stuff. So she says, she calls me back three to four weeks, and she says, uh, can you bring that van over here on Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock? <laughs> I said, yeah. So they, they hoisted this pallet of 200 hammers in the back of my van. 200? I thought you only Two, needed 12. Thank you. 200 oh hammers. Goodness. Brand new, ready to ship out to the retail. And I said, why are you doing this? Holy cow. And she says, well, they're too far along the line to melt down because they're in retail packaging. They've got the tags on them and all that stuff. We don't want to reverse that. But you know when you come out with a newer version of something that you just can't sell that older version. Kind of like an iPhone. Sort of. Yeah, Yeah, like that. She goes, that's why. Oh, wow. 
So I ended up doing a speech and we lasered engraved these with the Boy Scout troop and every person's name individually. And I came up with a speech that said, where are you folks going to go from here? It is completely your choice. Now, keep in mind, these are kids in high school. So they're 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 18 at the most. I said, because I could give this hammer to person A and they could break in a store and steal everything they have. Mm. I could give this exact same hammer to person B and they could build a house. Ah. So the choice is yours. What are you going to do? You are not going to misplace something that's got your name no, on it. No, no, no. And Nor is it going to be stolen. No, that's just true. Yeah. That's true. And so it took me a pretty good amount of time to be able to give away those 200 hammers. But every single hammer that I gave away had purpose like that because I felt I owed it to Estwing. That's so cool. It was so much fun to do. Did you keep one yourself? Uh, yeah. I wondered about that. Do you want that me to show it to you? Because I have one in my car. You ha- uh, oh, I was going to say, do you have it right here? No. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, he's got everything, and he's got the hammer in his pocket. Okay. I, br- I bring props, but that would be going a little far if I had a hammer that for That would every be cool. Story. And then, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you, keep you back in the manufacturing because okay. you were talking to me earlier how your mom and dad, your mom and dad or your grandparents, which one? Are you talking about Amarok? Yes. Mom and dad. Your mom and dad were involved with Amarok, and what does Amarok do? Hardware. Oh, they do hardware. Yeah, okay. so doorknobs, hinges. Uh, internal components for Anderson windows, uh, hooks, anything that you can imagine that you would possibly have, like in a bathroom, a towel oh, rod. Oh, okay. A soap dispenser. Okay. A, uh, like the, the tissue, the tissue encasing okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. So they worked there. They were, they... Uh, yeah, my dad was 43 years. My mom was 47 years. So they started in the mid-50s. Did they meet there? They did meet there. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, cool. My dad was my mom's oh, setup man. That. You know, where they your, bring... Your dad was your mom's... Setup man. So she's on the lacquer line. Your dad was your mom's setup man. Right. Okay. Oh. Right. right. Okay. And then he climbed the ladder and became department managers and okay, stuff like so that. Okay, so I have to tell you real quick there. When you're talking about your your dad was your mom's setup man, I went into, like, <laughs> re, like wingman. Oh, this is my wingman. No, no. I'm thinking, that's so, what? That's so weird. No, that's sort of it. Because she was on the lacquer line. No, no, no. You don't get it. I mean, like, oh. not talking about job-wise. I'm talking relationship-wise. So I'm thinking, Wait how a minute, the a heck? Wingman. You know, wingman. You're my wingman. I'm going to go in, go in there with somebody and I'm going to leave with you and not that third person. Oh. So I'm like, I didn't understand. But now I got gotcha. you. Sort of like arm candy? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. I was like, that's where oh. you went with that? Yeah. Well, because I, yeah, I wow. did. Wow. That's just how my, that's how that girl brain worked. <laughs> you know, the boy brain was different. So here's what a setup okay. man does. Uh, my mom was on the lacquer line. So these spindles that would have these little uh, spikes on them would go by on a conveyor and they would very, very fast, put hardware on these spinning spindles. Oh my gosh. And then, of course, it would go on up to the lacquer room and get the coatings Shellacked. of lacquers <laughs> yeah, and all the drying and all the process. And then maybe three days later, it would come back on that conveyor and they would take it off. And oh. they would put it in another tray and send it off to packaging. Well, as they are sitting there on that conveyor belt, they probably have, I don't know, maybe four women on one side and four women on the other. Oh my. The, the setup man has to keep them constantly supplied with hardware from either the punch press area or the molding department. Oh my lord. Okay. Yeah, otherwise the whole line stops. Oh. So that's right. what that's what the setup man did. Set them up with the hardware 
And then, of course, Dad went on to, you know, being one of the chief honchos. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My One thing that I learned from my dad is he was called up with the other managers to what they call Mahogany Row. And that's where all the VPs and the CEO and all that was. Oh, I like that Mahogany yeah. Row. So they went into this uh, boardroom. And they were dealing with some kind of, I don't know if it was a production situation or whatever, whatever the issue was. And Norris Aldean, which you know Norris Aldean because of the golf course. Aldean golf course, yeah. yes. He said, uh, he says, Harold, I need to ask you a question. And he asked the question. And um, he says. Harold was your dad's name? Yeah, okay. yeah. And he says, uh, you want to know the truth or you want to know what everybody around this table wants to hear? Oh. And, of course, there's that big Paul Harvey pause from everybody. And he goes, there is one reason that I call you up to this boardroom. It's because I want the truth. I want to know what's going on on the production floor. And I know you will tell me whether it's good or bad. Oh, wow. So dad would always say, don't ask the question unless you really want to hear the the answer. And that was the epitome of examples for that phrase. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, they fixed the problem because... He, he didn't really care, right. you know, who was sitting next to him. Here's the deal. I'm not going to alter my answer because I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. I'm going to give you the truth because the, yeah. we need to manufacture more. And we need and to get moving. Yeah. yeah. We need to solve this and get moving. Wow. So, that's so did your doing. mom escalate up the ranks too? No. Or was she still there on the line? 47 years on the line. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And my dad's going to turn uh, 90 in a couple of months. And I got this piece of oak. That's maybe maybe three feet long and maybe an inch thick. They would have scrap hardware, which it wasn't good enough to go to the retail. It was too far along the line for them. So they couldn't melt it down. Couldn't melt it down. So mom and dad would go, you can't throw this away. And they go, well, just go ahead and take it then. Well, over 40 years, you've got all these scraps, all these everything. So I went in this box and I pulled out one of each. And I probably have, oh, I don't know, 12 or 13 different pieces of hardware and I'm going to uh, varnish and clear coat the board and then attach all these pieces oh, to them fun. because mom and dad do not have any of that in one place. It's all sort of in a box somewhere right. or it's actually on a doorknob or on a cabinet for a hinge. Kind of like most of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Spread around in yeah. boxes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to put that in present that because you know oh, a, lot so of, cool. a lot of the other family you know they oh yeah they made doorknobs but they don't realize the variety of stuff that they have are so. any of the people that they worked with around still do you know yeah you want to get them to sign the back of that or sign the front of it or something mm, boy wouldn't it'd that be, be fun yeah i know it'd be hard to track those people down i was also thinking about maybe the con- president of it i was also well they're dead but the new president no it doesn't exist anymore Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. Amrock is gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shows you how uh, much I pay attention. I, w- I was also thinking about some of those people to do like a video bir- birthday greeting. Aww. Which, you know, it still may happen, but boy, it, it'd be tough to track some of these people down. And then, of course, you track them down. You get there and you get it all set up and they're going, you know, I don't like doing these camera things. Yeah. And then, of course, there you stand with your finger up your butt because you <laughs> went through all this problem. In your new jeans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, when we're sitting in this exhibit that is many faces, one place, that's what they call it. I have to tell you a story that is one of my favorite stories about some of the Rockford founders. And who, who are the Rockford founders? Oh God, there's just such and, a list. And wait, I just read something earlier that the name changed. The name was not Rockford beforehand. 
Remember that? It was something else. Well, I mean, Mid- I mean, Midway, Midway, Midway used to be a small town. And then it became Rockford. Yeah, and then and it changed the name to Rockford. And they named it Rockford because there was a rock ford going across the river. And ah, a ford is okay. sort of a natural bridge. And okay. that helped out with all the manufacturers that were along the river because you wanted to put your manufacturing along the river because there was your transportation. Got you know, it. You dump this heavy furniture on a boat and off it goes. You know, Got you it. don't have to worry about that other stuff. I, I was going to say that I, I found that picture. And, and not only was it because of the, um, the rock bottom shallows, people used to cross the river, that Ford. Mm-hmm. Less than 200 people lived here at the time. Most of the people lived in log cabins, but, but then they built homes like this one, little frame homes that they had known back east. Yeah. The house that they showed on this particular picture was built by Daniel Haight. 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 Um, in 1837. Whoa. So, yeah, it was very, very interested. And that was one of the very first ones. And so isn't there that hate village in mm-hmm. Rockford? There is. I wonder if that home is still there. I didn't even pay attention. That's exactly where they're referencing, though. Ah, uh, yeah. And then you've okay. got people like Tinker and Burpee, P.A. Peterson. You know, those people were some of the founders, either manufacturing or otherwise. Uh-huh. But they were also on the first board of the Rockford Park District. Oh, and established a lot of cool. that stuff going on. So here's my story having to do with immigrants. Reuben Aldine, which you know the Aldine Park that's on Alpine right there, right uh, where the dam is? Okay. All right, that's named after him. Reuben Aldine was getting ready to come over from Europe. The stipulation was you had to have your medical papers in line. Oh. No where, why's, or, oh, I don't have this. Right. No, if you didn't have your medical papers in line. You were in trouble. You turned away. The other thing is they wanted you to have $10 in your pocket. They did not want you to go onto the shores of the United States penniless. Oh, I didn't know that. So Reuben was on his way to the boat dock. So he was preparing. He was thinking ahead of time. He stopped off at this fruit stand, and he bought three apples for a dime. Oh, my goodness. So therefore, when he got to the boat dock and he's going through registration, all of his citizenship papers and medical papers and everything was in line. Okay. But he had $9.90. Oh. So they did not let him on the boat. So he had to catch the next boat. What was the boat that he did not get on? The Titanic? Yes. (gasps) Yes. Really? Yes. Think of the things that would not have happened in Rockford. Oh, my goodness. If he was on the Titanic and did not survive. (gasps) Yeah, baby. Isn't that amazing to think (laughs) that, you know, if you could go back in time and see, and there's all those time movies going back in time. Oh, sure. Yeah. If this didn't ever happen, you know, like it's the, uh, what's the one, Back to the Future. It's all the Back to the Future stuff. If this never happened, then that never would have happened. So if this never happened, then... Rockford never would have happened. Right. And it's all you know? it's all that domino effect. It's really hard to teach the younger generation that if you do this, if you plant this seed, if you make connections with this person, it may not pay off a immediately. Year, uh, right. Yeah, like maybe even a year from now. Mm-hmm. But boy, I'll tell you, if you made an impression, that person may be coming knocking on your door 5 years from now. Why? Because it's happened to us. Mm-hmm. We are living proof that it happens, and I've got more stories than enough to choke a cow. But <laughs> some people just refuse to believe that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so like a weird. Ripple. It's like a, a pebble when's thrown into the water. It is. Okay. And then the ripples go out and go out and go out and go out. And you never know where those ripples end. Yes. You know, how far away are the shores? You never know. You remember when I showed you Norse Aldine? 
Yes, okay. there's a picture of Norris Aldine here at the Midway's Museum. Because he was CEO of Hamrock for a yes. time period. Yes. Okay. His family has been been here forever. His family had a dairy farm near the intersection of Perryville and Spring Creek. Which and is a major intersection major, now. Major, yeah, now. Yeah. Major now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, it was way out, yeah. way back then. He went to the Park District, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure I get the general details right. He went to the Park District, and he says, I will sell you this property for a penny. Ooh. Under these stipulations, one, you turn it into a golf course. Okay, Two, so that's where we got the Aldine Golf Course. Yep. Okay. Two, you keep the barn. And third, I, meaning Norris, want to design the golf course, and he was fantastic at it. I didn't know that. Yeah, so the Park District goes... Uh, sure. <laughs> so they <laughs> sounds like a good deal. Yeah. So they hand over their penny and on they go. Okay. Wow. So fast forward to 2009. I'm driving by the golf course, mm-hmm. and my mom says, "You know, it's a shame they can't keep that place up." I said, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "You know, the barn on the golf course." I said, "Well, why would that get your attention? Why would you care?" She says, "Your grandfather built that for G. W. Aldine in 1928," and I said, "What?" And I'm just finding this out now. Are you kidding me? So the very next day, I went to the golf course, and I've known Duncan Geddes, who was the general manager there. I've known him forever, for 20 years. And I told him the story, and I said, what is the deal? And he said, you know, it's one of those things where it's back burner, back burner, because other fires come up that we need to take care of first. Mm -hmm. Well, it clearly was showing its age. Right. I said, okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So I went down to the Park District uh, corporate office, and I talked to Tim Dimke, who was the chief Tim executive Dimke. officer mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. and I've known him since high school. I said, if I decided to raise money for this, could we get this taken care of? Oh, he goes, he goes absolutely. So it took me three and a half years How of much? Sort, sort of a grassroots deal. Okay. And it was $40,000. Oh, wow. We renovated that barn, and it was phenomenal. I went out every day and took pictures and talked to the workers every day until it was done. Now, renovating it meaning replacing boards or painting or what? All of that. Oh, Uh, and And sort of a new skin. Your average person would say it's got a new skin. Okay. And they also had this little area that just sort of jutted out from the main barn that had a concrete slab on it, but it was it was sort of a what they call a milking house. Okay. And he says, you know, honestly, it's it's too small to be functional for anything. We would love not to renovate that. Just take it apart, take it off, and use the um, uh, concrete slab to mm. store our pallets of fertilizer for the golf course. Oh, that makes sense. So that yeah, yeah that's a really that good idea. Sense. I said, but I want the wood. Oh. I got my uncle one time, and I got my friends the next weekend, and I got family the next weekend, and we go out there, and we disassemble this little bitty jut out from the barn over time. Okay. The same grandfather that built the barn also built these step stools, you know, just a one-step stool that you need to get something off the top shelf of the cupboard. With, like, three legs or four legs or? Uh, four legs. Four. Well, oh, so actually, it's like a milking stool then? Sort of. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. He made one for my mom and one for her sister. And my mom has painted it a thousand times. (laughs) It is so sturdy. It's fantastic to work with. He did it in the shape of the rounded uh, roofs of the Swedish barns. But he also did that for functionality, too, because if you've got your arms full, you're working on a project of some sort, 
you can tuck your toe underneath the curvature of that roof, quote unquote, of that stool, and pull that stool wherever you need it to be. Oh. Yeah. You're just, okay. what, seven so inches? Okay, so it's not like a milking stool. It's a tiny little, like a footstool. It is. It's a okay, footstool. Okay, footstool. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah, it depends. See, see, you've milked different cows than I have. Mm. My cows were so much shorter in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Mm. <laughs> so, we're not going there. No, we're okay. not. Oh, my God, you read my mind. We are not going there. <laughs> At least this time. Anyway. We will store that away. and bring, with the story. We will bring that up somewhere else. So uh, so I stole the stool from my mom. Oh. And there were a couple of times where she said, well, just go get the stool. We're changing light bulbs or something. We'll just go get the stool. Well, I couldn't uh, tell her. Uh, it was at the house. Uh. I was reverse engineering it. Oh, cool. And we okay. took that wood. I made a stool for my mom and for me and my sister. And they look exactly the way that my grandpa made those stools in the and very beginning. And you rounded them off also? Oh, absolutely. So I will show you. So what was that tool that we, we used? I learned about this. A lathe. A lathe. A lathe. Because there yeah. is a demonstration of a lathe and all the other tools that are being used here at the Midway Museum. It's mm -hmm. really cool. And, and we did not have to use a lathe for this. Oh, you didn't? No, okay. because it had no spindles. You didn't need to turn anything. Well, then how did you make it curved? Because it's pieces. Like if you take your two fingers. Okay. And then you take your other two fingers and lay them like this. Uh -huh. I can curve them over time. You see? Are you sanding it down? Is that what you're doing? Sanding no, it down? No, it's or? individual pieces of wood. Individual slats. Uh, yeah, I'll show oh, you a picture. Okay. I'll okay. show you a picture. But anyway, that's that's the uh, tie with things with that are going Alden on. the Golf Course. Yeah. That is so fun. Yeah. Hey, before I forget, yes. uh, Lana gave me sort of a schedule of events. Uh, because not only do they have the museum here, but they also have the Midway Village. Mm -hmm. And that's where they mm -hmm. have transported buildings, full-blown buildings or barns or churches or uh, stores. And it's a village where they will have World War I reenactments, Halloween nights. Yeah, I think I've heard that one. Yeah. In fact, I think we were involved the Halloween night when we were in oh, the Rockford Radio Station. Oh, it's creepy. Yeah. It's yeah, creepy because yeah, yeah. they, they, they tie somehow, they tie the building that you're in with some kind of an ancient something happened. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's pretty realistic. Oh. Uh, but they have, you know, lunchtime history bites that they call it. They have uh, craft shows. They also have living history. And they're going to open up uh, Camp Grant. The Camp Grant, which is really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. That was okay. out at the airport. Yep. A very, very long time ago. Mm -hmm. The airport property, I should say, which right. is now the airport. I, I have to tell you a little bit more about Camp Grant. Basically, it was built like five miles south of downtown. Mm -hmm. They called it Camp Grant. Mm -hmm. It was just for the uh, 16th Army Infantry Training Camps, like you said. Tens of thousands of recruits came at the camp, and thousands more were discharged through the camp. And according to something I read, it said that there was a, an arrival of 6,000 African-American soldiers, which was a big demographic shift for the community, if oh, you think absolutely. about it, you know. Absolutely. When they originally only had, like, 200 black residents before the war. Well, it, it had everything in there. That camp had had trenches for training. It had the medical facilities. They did. Um, of course, obviously, the, the hundreds and hundreds of barracks. But once it was done, well, then... Camp Grant was dismantled. And then what they did was they used it for the Illinois National Guard and the Corps of Engineers, the mm -hmm. Conservation Engineers or something like that, just whatever was left. And then um, what did, did it reenact again? I think it reenacted, opened it up again at World War II. On a much smaller scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they used that one more for training 
training the medical personnel, and then they had prisoners of war there. They did. Which I found fascinating. Because we're in the middle of the United States. Yeah, right in the center. I never would have thought of that. I thought that was weird. But I'm sure they had their reasons. It was was crazy. So right now, um, the Chicago Rockford International Airport and the Atwood Park have much of that land. Yes. It's really, really amazing. Yeah. It's it, so cool. And they acquired hundreds of photos and documents mm-hmm. and artifacts two years ago, 2020. Uh, so somebody mm-hmm. made use of the pandemic time. Yeah, right? <laughs> and they've got all this together, and they are planning a 2,500-square-feet gallery. And this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know if it's still there, but there was a place, and maybe this is the, the one that closed down that, they're, that they got all the artifacts from, but there was a place out there... It was called Camp. I thought it was just Camp Grant, but yeah. you could go in and have lunch or yes. have dinner, yeah, that's whatever. It. That's yeah. it. So yeah. that's the that's one that it. closed. So basically, oh, it's they're going to be, be going from maybe a three feet by twelve oh, it was feet, tiny, tiny area to twenty five hundred square cramped. feet. Oh yeah, this is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Hey, before we forget, keep in mind, especially with what we're dealing with today, on our website we will have pictures that will give you visuals of all the different things that we're uh, talking Mm -hmm. about. And, you know, they don't pay us to be here. We look for locations to be just because they're interesting and they're fun and -hmm. it gives us something to do outside of a glass box. Uh, But also keep in mind, if you go to our website, not only under the Episodes tab and see the visuals of what we're doing, but if you'd like, of them. Yeah, <laughs> if you'd like to go uh, under the contact tab, you can contribute if you like to mm-hmm. any uh, feedback or if you have a topic or if you had a, a three by five index card. That's observation. like Suzette did. She got it from the website. Did she? Yep. Good. Yep. Uh, or you have a location suggestion for us or anything like that. And then if you go also further over, uh, you could go to the tip jar. And that is an opportunity to support this podcast and keep us going on some of the administrative stuff that we do. I am so having so much fun, and I hope you're having fun, too, and learning a little bit about Rockford, Illinois, and about Illinois itself, because yeah. we've been not just in Illinois, not just in Rockford. We've been all over. No. And we and plan on going other places, too. We do. And, you know, I don't know. What do you limit to? A gas tank? What do you limit it to? No, but I'd like to find the place that makes his dog and suds. <laughs> Tim had some dog and suds the other day. You think he shares everything with me? No. I do, He bought Liz. a four-pack, and he tended to leave the other three at home and drank the one today, this morning, but gave me gave me something, though. He gave me the lid. What do you call this? A the bottle cap. cap. The bottle, bottle cap. cap. That still smells like dog and suds. Yeah, because I drank it this morning. You see? So I'm smelling the, the bottle cap. Wait a minute. I thought you were... A real A and W fan. Why? Why are you so? Well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out if it smells anything like A and W. It really shouldn't. But I like A and W. Yeah, well, you'll and get. Dawkins says, "When I give you, there isn't there a drive-in? Wasn't that a drive-in? There was. There were several drive-ins. Isn't there one in Byron?" Uh, is that called Dog and Sons? No, what that is changed that? over to Sam's, and then oh, I think Sam's. they closed during the pandemic. Oh, that's but we'll, too bad. We'll find out when we go to the barn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that you've made me feel bad, you're you're telling me <laughs> you're telling me that you do want me to bring you I a bottle of. I thought we would do the. Stuff? I thought we would do the rhubarb or the rhubarb. The rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb. Wow. Okay. The wow. root beer sassafras. <laughs> say that five times. The root beer challenge again because remember the last time we tried it, it was all flat. Yeah, because we had to cancel. All right, so I will I will bring you a dog and suds. I will but not deprive an, you of that. And an A and W, and a, what was the other one we did? A Spreck. I think we need to do the challenge again. Uh, do you see how I have homework? <laughs> do you understand, people? Do you understand what she does to me? 
does anybody really understand? My husband does. Oh, yeah. my God. I am, you know, because of this podcast, I am going to end up in therapy. I swear to God. No, honey, you just talk to me. I'm your therapist. No, no, you can't. No, you can't do that. You cannot do that. I don't know what that's like, honest to God, because I've had so much Moscato this noon. But I don't know what that's like. That's but that's funny. that's like putting the fox in charge yeah. of the chicken house. You can't do that. Well, I think I better. we better stop for now so we don't give you any more homework. But you guys, thanks so much for joining us on on this little podcast and if you had the chance come and visit Midway Village in Rockford Illinois seriously it's a little hidden gem and there is so much here are you slurping you are slurping oh god this he is, is good. slurping this is so good and on that note that's Tim Larson oh, thank you aka dumbass and Liz Wilder. <laughs> Wine up your nose is not a good thing. <laughs> Just saying. And I'm Liz Wilder for Life's 3 by 5s We'll Bye-bye. see you. Bye-bye. You got more in there? I can't even see it. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.